going on, everybody? Welcome in. Thanks for joining us here on Alarm Fantasy Football. That's right. We go to the end of week 18, and then next week, next week, then we'll cut the shows down a little bit. We'll do a weekly show here for Alarm Fantasy Football. I'm Howard Bender, uh, welcoming you guys all in. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Fantasy Alarm YouTube page. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Get in on the action. With me, of course, Andrew Cooper. What is going on, Coop? We creep closer and closer to week 18. Players are being told that they're not going to play. We're hearing the news trickle in, practice reports coming in. How's week 18 treating you? I, lo- I love week 18, man. I The only thing I don't like is when there's no news and rumors, like little advantages. I love that stuff. Week one is obviously the best for that because, you know, there's so many moving parts, guys getting cut. The DFS prices come out so early. But week 18, man, every day a little something else comes out, you know, uh, we're going to see guys getting elevated from the practice squad, maybe, which uh, maybe see some guys for the first time, right? It's it's really it's kind of cool, especially for DFS, man, because not only do you have the uh, you got the guys that are sitting, you've got teams playing to win, so they're going to be going hard, playoff atmosphere. You've also got some incentives that uh, you know from time to time we do see teams say, hey, you know what, let's get this guy his money, he deserves it. Or if you're Bill Belichick with Trent Brown, you. Uh, Make him a healthy scratch and cost him, you know, six point five million dollars or whatever it is. There. Now, so. how how deep have you dived into that? Because that's an excellent point. Like I just published the watch list, and on the on the watch list, um, you know, and I threw it into our show sheet here. You know, it's like you know you want to invest in players who have something to play for in week eighteen. Right. So you know, I, I listed just the teams. You know, no reason to play their starters. Who's going to be scoreboard watching? Could partially sit starters. Who's fighting for that playoff spot? But you make an excellent point here as far as incentives. I'm talking like yardage milestones, contract bonuses, everything like that uh, in there. Are you are you are you putting an article together of some sort here, Andrew? I did last year, and of course I will again. Uh, but I will tell you this, Howard. You might be a little disappointed this year. There's not as last year, there was a ton of great ones, and we were able to take advantage of a lot of them. This year, there's a couple, and we'll get into them as we get through some of this stuff here. But there's a few of them that you, you got to separate what's realistic and what's not. And you also have to separate what teams are willing to lean into versus not, right? Like in some of these games where they're playing to win, and if they lose, they're out, they're not going to go above and beyond. So we're just kind of factoring it in. And then there's some of them where, like, I like think of like this one, for instance, when I was digging through Sam Laporta could break Mike Dicka's all-time rookie receiving yard if he gets 216 yards. Oh, so, yeah. right. <laughs> you know so what I mean? There's a bunch of them that are like that where it's like, you know, Ty- Tyreek Hill's going to play for his, but he still needs like 250. Then there are some that are interesting that we can get into, uh, you know, a couple that are very easily hit. That don't... What? You're teasing me here. You're teasing you want them? You want them? I get you. Austin, like Austin, like – for instance, this one doesn't help us. Austin Eckler needs 10 yards from scrimmage to get an extra $100,000. That's going to happen. I do want to tease one of them because I'm using it for my underdog. Pro. Oh! Uh, so I'm right. going to leave that one out. Is it Calvin Ridley needs 90 yards for his first 1,000-yard season since 2020? It's not that one. That is a good one, though. That is a good one. It's not that one. This one is a monetary one. So Ooh. I'll leave that one out. But uh, you know, there's there's a few that are interesting. I'll give you a few that aren't that aren't my one for underdog. Uh Devin Singletary. Uh he could 
Uh, he needs 70, uh, 74 yards from scrimmage to get an extra 125K. That's reasonable, but they're playing to win, so they're not going to go crazy doing it. Yeah, uh, but, I mean, it's also – it's Indianapolis, and we love running on Indy. That's right. Uh, Alexander Madison, also about 75 yards away from another quarter million. Sucks. I don't care about it. He sucks. <laughs> uh, here's here's one. Here's one that falls they're right – They're ruining Ty Chandler's yeah. value every day. <laughs> here's one that falls right into the realm of the, every combination that makes it seem very realistic is you have a diva wide receiver that only needs five extra catches – to hit a quarter million dollar bonus, that is Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, so oh, that's big. That's interesting. So maybe he plays with Tyler Huntley and tries to get those five catches. I mean, quarter million, you know. So I don't know. Uh, but OBJ yeah, that's the type of guy to kind of push for that. And he'll say, you know, and Harbaugh's one of those guys, though, also who will be like, listen, you right. gotta stay safe. You gotta stay out of trouble. We want you to get this, you know, the, these this bonus, but we can't do it at the expense of you because we're the big dog in the playoffs right now. Right. Yep. Bingo. So yeah, I, that's one where it's you know it's mm. it's up in the air. Uh, Anthony points out Puka has the rookie. Uh, he has the currently has the most yards from scrimmage with the carries factored in of any rookie ever, but can take on the receiving yard record. Uh, and then DeAndre Hopkins is another one that uh, he is also close to. It's like if he has a good day, he could get a quarter million. If he has a really good day, he could get another half million. So, okay. yeah, I mean, he's definitely going to, I would say, based on the incentives, he'll get an extra million dollars if he gets 39 more yards. So DeAndre Hopkins is the guy I'm definitely liking this week. Uh, and then I got okay. one more for you. And we'll I'll put it together. In our, I'll do it. No, 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 no. Keep going, dude. They, they, see, these are the. I things got one more. The one more I'm saving for underdog. One more I'm saving for underdog. I thought you said one more before you saved the one for underdog. Didn't mm. you? Am I? Do, do, I, I, do I need new earbuds? I do. I do have. I do have one more. Uh, <laughs> the Seahawks are playing to win anyway, but Geno Smith gets an extra two million bucks if they make the playoffs. Oh. Well, I mean, listen, that's, that, you know, on my list of, you know, teams with something to play for. And when I did the DFS watch list, you know, Seahawks are in there. I've got Gino in there. I've got Kenneth Walker in there, even yeah. though he's banged up. I've got um, DK Metcalf listed in there. But, you know, I would I would also include guys like Jackson Smith, Najigba, um, you know, even Tyler Lockett to a certain extent. These guys all need this. And, you know, listen, it's. <clears throat> they need some help, right? Like they need to beat Arizona, which come on, it's Arizona coming yeah. off of like a huge win for themselves last week. A nice little upset over the, uh, the Eagles, but could they play spoiler again? We did hear that Kyler Murray is going to play. I do like Seattle in this matchup though, a ton, even though their defense really isn't that great. I, it, it's got the potential of like a real shootout vibe to it because both defenses are that bad. Right. Yeah. There's a few games here that I'm just like, eh, and there's a few that are perfect for fantasy. I just, I go back and forth between like the, obviously we want the bills and dolphins to be, you know, the night game, but that means it's not on the main slate for DFS. So which kind is of a shame. Great. I'm fine with that because that just means that, you know, like I don't have to lock in right. Tyree yeah, kill. Yeah, yeah into my lineups. I don't have to That's pay true. up for Josh Allen. I don't have to pay up, 
you know, for possibly Stefan Diggs. I'm I'm totally fine with that game not being on the main slate. I've got, I mean, so all right, so let's talk about the teams that who teams who have no reason to play their starters. Yeah. Niners, Ravens, Chiefs, Browns. That's right. Them. Yep. We're They're in locked that. in. They can't change their spots at all. They're good to go. Yeah. Um, teams who may do some scoreboard watching, which means that it limits their players, Dallas, Philadelphia, the Lions, and the Rams. Yes. So, so personal so, records aside, I don't see I don't see a lot of these players, you know. I mean, unless Dallas and you know, unless Dallas and, and Philadelphia get like the best out of Washington and the Giants. Like I, I see one of those teams pulling ahead significantly early and then the other team just being like, let's pull our guys. Yeah. Sirianni already said he's scoreboard watching. So I'm staying away from the Eagles. The Cowboys though, they have to win. It would be embarrassing for them to lose and end up with the five seed and to pull your starters. They do have to score the points. So I'm a little more willing to start the CD lambs than those guys in the world Yeah, for them to get pulled. They need to go up. Uh, the, the lions are interesting here because any normal coach would probably consider pulling the starters, but they have probably the least normal coach in the league. And he already came out. They asked him two weeks ago about it. And he said, they'll rest. He's like, they have plenty of time to rest in the off season. So he, and then this week he reiterated by saying the plan is for our guys to play. So, that's one where they could pull them eventually, but I think they're going to at least start and, and play. And if Jamison Williams is healthy, that's one that I was talking to John. Pepper. If he's fully healthy, that's a guy that they keep saying needs reps. He needs, he needs looks. I could see him being a kind of interesting dart just because even if they pull the rest of the starters, I think they might have that, have him play, you know? Yeah, I mean, listen, you you were talking about that yesterday. You brought up the point of coaches giving their younger players the reps that they need coming into the playoffs. It's why I left. I actually left because of what you said. I left Rasheed Rice in the DFS watch list because even though the Chiefs don't have any incentive to play their starters, and we've already heard that Patrick Mahomes is not going to play, that news already broke. The question is, is does Rasheed Rice, does Andy Reid feel that Rasheed Rice needs that time on the field just to keep him going. Um, I, I feel like, you know, that's a, the way rice has performed all year. I could see that being like, uh, maybe he'll play a quarter. Right. Exactly. So I have 40, 49ers, Ravens, Browns. Those players are all in red tape yellow that I'm staying away. Definitely Eagles, definitely lions at this point, just because as Anthony points out, the parameters have changed a little bit from what he said that also the Rams, as you mentioned, uh, that one concerns me because McVay is kind of a player's coach. Six seed versus seven seed, you know, it's like, eh, is it worth getting Cooper Cup hurt over, you know? Uh, so I don't know. If some of I mean, these I teams, think they'll do some scoreboard watching too because it's going right. to be a matter of who's going to win that number two seed. Like, do we fall into the seven seed and just say, screw it, we'll play the number, you know, was, oh, I guess it would be the number three seed that they would play. Right. Right. So six for seven, that's the question. And all those teams play at 425. So they did a good job of making the afternoon slate full of. So the other team that matters for the Rams is the Packers, right? With the six for seven seed. And they also play at four o'clock. So yeah, that's one where they're going to be watching it. But yeah, it makes me scared, scared that those guys could be pulled because McVay does seem like the guy that the moment he thinks it, it you know, the moment he's like, you know what? Get them out. He'll take them right out. So pull them off. Uh, yeah. yeah, yellow tape there. After that, we get into 
the sweet spot, right? Where it's like teams that are playing to win. And a lot of these teams are playing against division rivals where they could be playing spoiler a little bit. So definitely interesting if you want to get into the next group of the, uh, the, the real fighters here, Howard. Yeah. Now, for those of you playing season long, we'll include obviously the Texans, the Colts, and the Steelers. They all play on Saturday. Yeah. Right. And they all have an incentive right now. Every, each team needs the win. Needs to win. In order to uh in order to make the playoffs. So with that aspect over there, Houston, Indy, uh, and Pittsburgh, I, you know, all their starters are gonna be out there. Um, you know, unless unless any either of the games get so crazy out of hand, which I don't really see it happening. Although I wouldn't mind CJ Stroud throwing for five touchdown passes on the uh, on the Colts, and that would be sweet. I mean, I'm telling you, if you're you're playing that two game slate, which I'm gonna play, uh, I'm, I'm loading, stacking this game. Yeah, I'm loading up on that game, and then I might sprinkle maybe a little George little George, George Fick. It's George Fick. Right? Okay, <laughs> so, man, <laughs> is it two chalk then? Right? Because I mean, he's dialed in with Rudolph, right? So yeah, I like that. I like loading up on that game, man. That should be a fun game too. Eight fifteen on Saturday. All right. Right, eight fifteen on Saturday. It's the Dragon. Actually, is now uh, Mason Rudolph. It's Mason the Dragon Rudolph, uh, as uh, as thrown out there by Josh Wagner on the Series X Seven <laughs> panel last night. So, when, and I'm fine with that. Right? I mean, if you want to say that, you know, uh, the year of the Dragon starts off with Mason Rudolph, like you know, absolutely crushing it. Okay, I can I can definitely dig that. So those three teams have something to play for. Um, not on the DFS main slate, but both teams obviously highly incentivized the Bills and the Dolphins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, if the Dolphins win, they take the division, and that's great. If the Dolphins lose, they're already locked into a playoff spot. So that's not like a, a huge thing. For Buffalo, what Buffalo needs is Buffalo, if they if Buffalo loses, they need Pittsburgh to beat Baltimore. Um and I believe they need for yeah, it's they need Pittsburgh to beat Baltimore, and they just need Houston Indy to not end up in a tie. Right. So tomorrow we'll because both those games are are sorry, not tomorrow, Saturday. Both those games are Saturday. So we'll know going into that game whether Buffalo is is on the hot seat or not. I do, I am obviously rooting for kids. Like I said, I'm team chaos now because my yeah, Patriots right. are trash. So I'm rooting for it to be a <laughs> I'm rooting for it to be a Bills win or or don't make the playoffs at all game. So I am rooting for that. Go tie. Go tie. Oh, I don't I don't buy the chaos. I don't buy the chaos. And listen, again, I even said this on the show, you know, Britain in here. I said this on yesterday, you know, on yesterday's alarm fantasy football, and I said it, I double downed on it on Sirius XM. Uh, sorry, Britt, but aside from telling Jim that I hope that the commanders, uh, you know, win and the giant and the, and the Cowboys look like idiots because Jim is going off the off the rails right now. Of course he is. Right. Playing like, the parades. Right. Dude, dude crapped all over Dalvin Cook the entire year. And now all of a sudden Dalvin Cook is like the greatest guy ever because he's hoping that the, the Cowboys <laughs> sign him. For yeah, he's got fresh legs, right? But that right, tweet right, right, that yeah. tweet was written by his agent. Like, I wonder what it costs to get one of those tweets published, <laughs> right? But what I also said, though, was that I am 100% rooting, and I love you, Bill's Mafia, but I am 100% rooting for Brit. And that means that Buffalo does not make the playoffs. They lose this game. 
Britt ends up being correct about her uh, under 10 and a half wins for Buffalo and all the haters out there can suck it. Can eat it. Yeah. So we're rooting for arm punts from uh, Josh Allen. We know he's highly capable of that. Uh, What else we got for, for must wins, Howard? All right. Must wins down the list here. Um, All right. So here we go. So Jacksonville must win. If they win, then they own the division. If they lose, then they need more help because I don't I don't know what they're if they lose, then either Houston or Indy, the winner of that Houston Indy game is going to be the ones who get in. So can the Jaguars do it? Trevor Lawrence expected to play. Right? Uh Doug Peterson already came out and said that he expects Lawrence out there on the field. <clears throat> they opened up the practice window, the 21-day window on Christian Kirk. I saw that, yeah. So there is a chance now that Kirk, if he practices, you know, today, tomorrow, uh, Friday, right, and even th- does like the walkthrough on Saturday, that ja- that that Christian Kirk could be on the field for the Jaguars, which definitely changes the uh, the, the 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 passing game for Jacksonville. Changes the whole feng shui. I have, as of this moment, Evan Engram as my number one ranked tight end this week. If Christian Kirk were to play, that could change that. It could affect it. But as of right now, I just look around at the, the guys that aren't playing, the guys that don't have incentives, the Sam Laporges of the world that could play half a game, right? And I say Evan Engram, the way he's been playing in a must-win game with no possibly Christian Kirk, possibly no Zay Jones, He's tight end one. But if Christian Kirk plays, maybe that throws a little wrench in it. Maybe we move Trey McBride up. But when you weigh the the gravity of the game and the incentives and everything, he's like one of the only guys who's been a top tight end that that is playing for something, you know? Yeah. So I'm definitely, you know, you got to keep a, a very strong look on the Jags this week. They've got a, you know, Tennessee. Yeah, it's Tennessee this week. So mm-hmm. we pass on Tennessee. Uh, and so that's kind of what I want to see. Tampa Bay, uh, they are a win away from their third straight divisional title. Thank you to Tom Brady, I guess. Um, <laughs> um, but here we go. So Tampa Bay, they can win and win the division, get that four seed, <coughs> excuse me, the four seed in the playoffs and, uh, and, and move forward. So Baker Mayfield, Mike Evans, they're playing New Orleans, who also – obviously has a, a major incentive here as well. And so now the question is, is how much are we investing in a, Oh no, wait, they played the, they played the saints last week. Who the Tampa, who's Tampa play this week? Tampa is playing the Panthers this week. The Panthers. That's yes. right. So that's in, right. in the South divisions, those are the ones on both sides with the, a ton up in the air, AFC South. The only team that can't win the division is the Titans. The other three teams have ways to win the division. And same thing with the NFC South. The only team that can't win it is the Panthers. But any of the other teams, I know, sorry. me They're me out the playoffs. And some of these other teams can, all the other teams have a chance to win it. So, and there's a bunch of like crazy scenarios where other teams can, can backdoor their way into the playoffs or sneak into the playoffs depending on these games. So everybody's watching these games because if the, the Bucks lose – and the Saints lose, and the Packers lose, now all of a sudden the 3% chance Vikings can somehow super backdoor their way into the playoffs. So, like, these games are super meaningful across the board. Teams like the Seahawks also 
are depending on the outcomes of these games. So it's it's this is where it's kind of a mess in the NFC. Doesn't Atlanta it, have like a one percent chance too to, yes, to, yes. to make it happen? It, not only the thing, the the best part about the Atlanta one, my favorite part about it is because <laughs> the odds are so bad. But if they do, but the only way they can get in is winning the division. Because right. if, the, if, if certain things go right, they will actually win the division. And in that case, they'll have a higher seed. They'll have a better seed than the Eagles, <laughs> which is so stupid. Dude, that's crazy. So, all right. So, wait. So, for Atlanta to win. So, Atlanta needs to win. So, they need – I'm sure they, they need Carolina to beat Tampa Bay. They need they need the foul they, – so, they need Tampa Bay to lose. They need the Saints to lose as well. Right. Uh, and they need the I think that, That's actually it. That's actually it. If they win – if they have if they if they if they win and the the Saints lose, yeah, if they beat the Saints and the Bucks lose, they they win the division. As crazy as that sounds. So it's actually <laughs> it's not that and then they would have the four seed and the Eagles would be the five seed, which is awesome. Would that just be the most Arthur Smith thing to happen to the NFL? Is that like the the one percent chance the, the Falcons do win the division, they make it to the playoffs, and then Arthur Smith's oh. like Look at what it did. I got us to the playoffs. We took it down to the divisional title. You can't fire me now. Yeah. And then you'd have a home game. And then you would have 100%. That's where Chick-fil-A would step in and make sure that playoff game's on a Saturday instead of a Sunday so that they'll be open. <laughs> have you <laughs> have you heard that? There's a Chick-fil-A yeah. in the stadium. In the stadium. So, yeah. I bet my bottom dollar that game's on. Big Big Chicken's going to make sure that game's on a big Saturday. Big Chicken's going to make that happen. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's possible, dude. It's crazy it sounds. Uh, there we go. Uh, Geezy 209. Oh, that's Jeezy. I asked him I asked him on Monday. It's Jeezy. Jeezy All right, 209. So, Jeezy says, Wentz is starting for the Rams. It was just announced on Twitter. There you go, dude. So, McVay. There's so many different classes of coaching. Look at McVay versus Campbell, right? Dan Campbell, where like they they could that's the difference between the six and seven seed, you know, which is kind of wild. The thing is, the seven seed gets to play the uh the seven seed has to play the 49ers. So I don't know, man. I don't know if the Rams the Rams no, 49ers have a bye. Sorry, now oh yeah. So they'll have they'll play the two seed, which is the Cowboys, most likely. Interesting. Yeah, where's the uh, let me let me just three pull seed three seed is gonna be the Lions. Yes, the three seed the three seed is gonna be the Lions. So they're gonna end up taking on the six seed, right? Four is gonna take on five, three against six, two against seven. no 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 it's two, two or against, seven. It's two against eight, right? No, two against seven. There's two against, the seven. Okay, so seven yeah, two against seven, three against six, four against five. Right. So you would have yeah. The thing is, there is like if the Cowboys were to lose, there's a way that the there is a way that the uh, Lions could get the two seed, but it's just not. It's mo- the most likely outcome is they're the three seed. But yeah, that's kind of interesting. Uh, Rams, man, that's yeah. That's, <laughs> I'm just I'm trying. I think I'm like, dude. I'm like, they they don't care. They don't they don't care about six or seven, which is kind of interesting. I wonder what went into that decision. But uh, well, maybe it's just all right. So either. Two is playing seven, right? So yeah. either they feel like they match up well enough against the uh, against the Cowboys, right? Or they just you know they you know or they think that the Eagles are going to end up being the the team to beat like somehow and and whatever. 
or if they're if they think that they just stay right where they are at the six seed, right? I mean, where are they? If they lose this game, they're nine and eight. Right. And I think they actually, if they lose, so for what I'm saying, if they lose, then they can still get the six seed if the Packers lose. If they okay. lose and the Packers win, then the Packers are six and they're seven. And the right. Packers game is the one that determines if these other teams sneak in the playoffs or not. Because if the Packers lose, now there's other teams that can sneak in as the seven seed that aren't the Packers. So I'm sure McVeigh's feeling is, you know what? Screw it. I, let's just, let's, you know, we'll, we'll hope that everything works out. We'll play the Lions in the first round or whatever. If we have to play Dallas, let's face facts. If we, if we want to win the Super Bowl, we're going to have to beat Dallas in Dallas anyway. So we might no as well what. just try and try and get them when they're like, you know, maybe overconfident or, you know, looking ahead a little too far in the future as to like what their next matchup's going to be. So I, I could see that. And, you know, listen, I think if McVay just, you know, yeah, the Packers losing would be a, a big deal. If the Minnesota could beat the Packers would make things a little easier for the Rams. But I mean, listen, either way, Either way, I, I, right. I, yeah, I, I'm fine. I'm fine fading the Rams for this week. I, I really am. I'm, you know what? I'm, if I'm, I don't I'm, have to make that Puka Nakua versus Cooper Cup decision in DFS, I'm a happy camper. That's great news. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and you know what? No Kyra. I'm not using the running backs. I'm not using anybody. It's great. Just I'm wiping them off the board. There's enough. There's enough good players out there. So. All right, before we get into some more of these teams and uh, and and what we're looking at for DFS, because those are all the teams that, you know, they're fighting for a playoff spot. They're fighting for better seeding. These are the teams that, you know, you want to invest in for DFS. And, uh, you know, uh, DFS main slate, Jaguars, Bucks, Packers, Seahawks, Saints, Vikings, Falcons. It's not a yeah. great group of teams there, but there's enough in there to kind of give you some hope, right? Right off the bat, like Geno Smith, Jordan Love, like those guys intrigue me the most as like quarterbacks for 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 this. Uh, running backs, obviously Rashad White always Rashad tips White. the uh, tip, you know like gets me uh, gets me worked up. Maybe I'll even look at Bijan Robinson, Alvin Kamara, uh, and see what happens there. But then you know, listen, then there there are teams that have absolutely nothing to play for, right? I mean losing games like the the way we're set right now for teams that are like gonna get the top three draft picks they're pretty locked in right now so teams like the giants or whatever they don't have anything really to play for and they're not really like you know moving up or down a, a spot in the draft is not really like a huge huge deal but there are some great matchups and we'll take a look at them right after we shout it out to our good friends over at underdog fantasy um, you can hit this QR code that you see right here on the screen or go to fantasyalarm.com slash underdog. Use the promo code alarm. They'll give you an instant deposit match up to $100 on your first time deposit. And as you know, Coop and I have talked about here over the last couple of days, it's not just about playing the pick'em contests that they have over there. We're moving into best ball baseball season. We're going to be doing best ball football drafts throughout, like, you know, like right around the NFL draft, all of that stuff. Did you just, did you just come? <laughs> you look, I swear to God, you just look like you I just, I just, just picturing best ball football season, man. I'm so, I'm back, dude. I'm ready to rock. But yeah, I feel I'm... violated. <laughs> I feel gross right now. 
That oh was, my. We might need to start no, the read. Oh my. We I might need to start the read from like, the beginning. <laughs> I feel so bad for the poor lady who birthed mm. baby Laney right now because that's what she's looking at. <laughs> Here comes the best ball, baby. Here comes the best ball. Anyway, shout out to our friends over at Underdog. Brian Burns yes. going to have to do more editing. Here. Little Good editing job, Burnsy. Fantasyalarm.com slash underdog. Use the promo code Dude. alarm for that instant deposit match up to $100. Uh, again, that QR code. And yes, best ball for baseball, best ball for football. You can use the mon- the, the funds for that. You can use them for the pick'em contest. Now, we're going to give you a couple of picks. We gave you a pair of picks yesterday. Going to give you a couple of more picks here. No Thursday night game, which I secretly love and, and adore beyond belief, um, which should make you happy. No, uh, no, no, no live stream for you on Thursday night, right, leading up to the uh-huh. game. That kind of makes me sad. I do. I, you know, I, I love the live streams, man. I love the right before the games. I love Sunday morning. So it does make me a little sad, but you know, All right. well, you still have Sunday, so don't be, we sad. have Sunday. Nevertheless, have Sunday. what do we got Coop? Let's do, let's do some, uh, some pick and picks here for this week. Where do you want to start? I'll start with mine because I alluded to it earlier. Top secret play here with a lot on the side of the play, including some individual monetary incentive for the player, Howard. So in this one, I'm going to our primo Saturday matchup with Dalton Schultz. Here's what we're doing. The Texans need to win, right? It's a good matchup for Schultz. He's been a huge part of the team while Tank Dell's been out. He just made it through the gauntlet of tight end defenses with Tennessee, Cleveland, and Tennessee again. And on top of all that, Howard, on top of all that, if he catches six balls this week, he personally gets another quarter million dollars. Six ah. balls is right in his wheelhouse, directly in the wheelhouse. And if they're up big or whatever, they're definitely going to get him the passes. I know they're not going to go out of the way to do it, but he's already a part of the offense. If he's got four or five, he's definitely going to be in the in the OC or, or, or QBZ or saying, hey, by the way, if I catch one more, I get a quarter million bucks. Just saying. You know, so for me, I look at 42 and a half yards and I'm going higher on that. I like it. I'm going to double down on how delicious that pick was, because I'm just going to say that his quarterback, CJ Stroud, not only gets him his quarter of a million dollars with his six catches, but at least one of those catches is going for six, baby. It's going into the end zone against this Indianapolis Colts defense between Dalton Schultz and Nico Collins and Noah Brown and Robert Woods. And just take your pick of any receivers and pass catchers there with Houston. C.J. Stroud, one and a half passing touchdowns. Hiya. Hmm, it's as easy I, as that. It's I like that. Is that. So, you know, what's interesting is – so you can take that two ways. You can only go with one on a player, one on each player. So if you wanted to do the CJ Stroud and uh, in the yardage, you could do that. Or the uh, Dalton Schultz touchdown this week is one of the scorchers with the oh. yes. So 0.5 
rush plus receiving is a scorcher. You get 1.75x. And if you combine enough of those chili peppers, the scorchers, you can get up to 100x. That's where they cap you. So I don't know. I might have to put in a couple of these, one on the yards, one on the one on the hot tamales there with uh, Dalton Schultz. So get those in. And you got to pick somebody from the other team, too. I don't know. Maybe we can uh, deliberate you know on what? who we gave, have coming we back. Gave them, we gave them picks yesterday. We're going to give them picks tomorrow. These are yeah. picks that we're just – we're not going to – I'm not going to be forced into making a pick okay. here for the Colts okay. for you guys. You guys mix and match, right? Take picks from yesterday's and then mix them in with today's, and you're completely fine. The key here is that you're playing on underdog fantasy, that you're going to fantasyalarm.com slash underdog. And you're using that promo code alarm and you're getting that instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Use our pick'em contest picks for today's show, yesterday's show. Maybe you just want to wait and see what we're gonna do tomorrow. We've got a whole other episode ahead for you guys. So shout out to our friends over at Underdog Fantasy. Get on over there, folks. You won't be sorry. Now, back to the business here, Coop. Of course. Let's talk about the teams here who have nothing on the line whatsoever. But the question is, is do we want to invest in these teams? Because some of these matchups, I mean, let's face facts. They are super, super soft and squishy, right? I mean, I think that, you know, we're looking at, at you know, here are the teams that have nothing to play for, nothing on the line at all. Denver, Cincinnati, Las Vegas, the Jets, the Giants, the Titans, the Chargers, the Patriots, the Bears, the Commanders, the Panthers, and the Cardinals. Now, obviously, I don't want to sit here and invest heavily in certain offenses that, you know, are kind of stuck in the mud. Coop did say something about DeAndre Hopkins earlier, but that's probably the only Titan I would even remotely look at. I'm not looking at, you know, any Jets. I'm not looking at any Patriots mm -hmm. um, at all. I'm probably not even looking at any Chargers. Where I am looking, though, Coop, I'll say this. This Denver-Las Vegas game, I kind of feel like maybe I'm crazy, but I like Aiden O'Connell. I like Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers. If he plays, I like Michael Mayer. Ooh. Antonio, so, well, I mean, it's, great, it's a great matchup. It's a great matchup. Right? It's, for... it's a phenomenal matchup. Like defensively, the, the, the Broncos are still a hot mess. But here's the thing. Antonio Pierce wants to lose the interim tag. He wants this coaching job badly. His players <laughs> love him, right? They're going to go all out here against Denver. It is the final home game of the season in Las Vegas, win, solidify certain things. I've got Aiden O'Connell auditioning for next year. Devontae Adams, who's pissed and moaned the entire season, has come on two out of the last three games like a house of fire. He wants to go out strong. Jacoby Myers, and here's the other thing, is Michael Mayer, who's been banged up this entire year. It's been kind of an up-and-down season for him. He hasn't really gotten anything going. But like you said, reps for these youngsters is very, very important. Wouldn't it be great to see Michael Mayer kind of say, hey, look for me in 2024 while I dominate these Denver Broncos right now? Yeah, and that's the big thing for me. And I'll tell you what, in my snap, my weekly snap count article that I'm just about done with here, 
I took it above and beyond. So I went in and looked at all this stuff. I told you, I go and I'm saying who I think could be a young guy playing, who might not be. Uh, for me, the key is the injury for Michael Mayer, right? If he's hurt at all, like if he's a full participant for the rest of the week, I'm in. If he's hurt at all, I worry in games like this because these coaches all want, also want to prove they know how to manage these teams. And if you send a guy out like that and he gets hurt in the last game of the year, that's going to be a big thing. So I look at some of these setups, and there are a few of those. We'll talk about them with other games. In this particular game, though, I'm definitely down on Devonta Adams and the big dogs. Zamir White, of course, if Jacob's going to be out again because there's no reason running him out. Uh, you know, what do you think? Jared Stidham revenge game coming back the other way. You Jared think he's going to make Stidham it? revenge game coming back the other way. Yeah. I mean, I mean yeah, there's Br- just Brandon Johnson, Lil Jordan Humphrey. These guys, you don't have to use them, but they showed this week that they can play football. I mean, Lil Jordan Humphrey had one of the best plays of the year. No question on that. I mean, he made everybody miss, finish the play. So I think these guys can play. John and Pemba, we just talked on the last show. I want to ask your opinion. He's uh, thinking about dabbling in a little Jaleel McLaughlin on the other side, right? Say yeah. you got a team. What, well, if you're going to see what the young guys have, why not, right? I wish Marvin Mims was available for this game, but I don't think he is going to be. So that's a shame. But uh, that's what we're doing with these with these games. Look around and say, okay, borderline meaningless game, but teams want to know what they have. Who can go out there for live tryouts and get a look? And, uh, you know. For, for the Broncos, they got a few guys that are still trying to make this team and a couple guys like Jerry Judy that, I don't know. I mean, they picked up his fifth-year option. He hardly even played last week, but he's got a guaranteed money for next year. So very weird team, the Broncos, Howard. Very strange, strange team. Yeah, very strange team. Uh, I'm not. I'm, I'm definitely more in on using Raiders than I am Raiders Broncos, Broncos in this one for here. Sure. The other team that I'm kind of looking at also is the Chicago Bears. So first and foremost, wouldn't it be great to just go into the into Green Bay, into Lambeau, and beat the Packers and ruin their hopes and dreams of making the playoffs? I think that's definitely something that, you know, needs to, you know, we, we, we can pay attention to a little bit here. That's something that I think gets watched. But for me, I look at this and say, all right, you got the, the you know, it, it, you're going up against the Packers. You've got Justin Fields. You've got DJ Moore. I don't know if Colt Komet is going to be available for this game or not, but wouldn't you like to finish the the season on a high note here? Because what are you saying to any free agent who's looking at another team? Hey, look, Justin Fields and DJ Moore, we're going to end up with Marvin Harrison Jr. Right. With, with our next pick with our, you know, because we're, we're going to, we have the number one pick. We can either just take Marvin Harrison Jr. Or we can leverage it with, you know, one of the teams at two or three who's looking for a QB. So wouldn't it be super enticing to any free agent wide receiver out there or wide receiver, you know, uh, offensive lineman, anything like that, come play in Chicago. We're making a run at the division. We're making a run at the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, like, the one, the, the one interesting one I look at of that, you mentioned it, Cole Komet. I see no reason for him to play. I I wouldn't mind sneaking a little Robert Tunyon in on some DFS too. Right, right. Oh, 2, revenge game narrative. Revenge game narrative. It would be <laughs> – if Cole – this is another one. I look at it and say, okay, some of these guys have been banged up. All year long you play through injuries if you must. Cole Komet went out last week hurt and only played 13 snaps. They would be insane 
to play him in a borderline meaningless game. I know you want to play spoiler, but that would be insanity to me. Robert Tunyon went out and ran like almost 30 routes, got a couple targets, and 2,800 on, on DraftKings. The tight end article is going to be full of guys like that this week. So I'm interested there for sure. And then, of course, the Packers have to win this. If they lose this, they're out. So you can, if you want to stack that one up a little bit, you can have Packers coming back the other way. You definitely have Packers coming back the other way. Um, You know, it's funny that you mentioned that about the tight ends because the last tight end that I listed in the DFS watch list, uh, none other than Harrison Bryant. Yeah. Because you're going to have, I mean, Jeff Driscoll starting for the Browns. There's no way that David Njoku's playing this game, right? No. I don't see why Harrison Bryant wouldn't get, like, you know, some reps against the team that has been the absolute worst against the tight end this entire season. Exactly. And Harrison Bryant's a better pass catcher than Jordan Akins. And I I even went to check their practice squad. I was like, okay, do they have any ringers on the practice squad? A couple of these teams do have athletic tight ends. They have some guy, Zaire Mitchell Payton, that – even if they were to call him up, he would probably be a blocking tight end. So it's it's kind of they got nowhere else to go than Harrison Bryant. So yeah, I'm in. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Um, what about you? Like teams that have nothing on the line right now. Anybody interest you? You you mentioned DeAndre Hopkins because of the incentives, but because of the incentives, know. yeah. Um, what about I mean, what about your Patriots here? I kind of like Ezekiel uh, Elliott in this matchup. The Jets are terrible, and let's face facts. Bill Belichick could be coaching his last game for the Patriots. And wouldn't it be just the ultimate up yours? I mean, from the moment that this dude wrote, I do, I resigned from the HC position on like a bar napkin, right? right. He has made it a point to screw the Jets at every, every possible turn, every possible turn. So, you know, give me, give me Zeke with what, what 15 to 18 touches in this game. Could easily be. I mean, he's that's that's one where I think Zeke still wants to show that he can play. He already has shown that, but I I don't see them really going to the backups here. I think this is just gonna, as Britt points out, thirty and a half point over under, gonna be an ugly game. The Patriots probably will win, honestly. Knowing Belichick, he has his own personal thing he's doing chasing Don Shula. I think he's just trying to win by any means necessary, and if they move on from him, he'll try and win there. But it really would be a setback for the franchise to win this game. But, I mean, as a coach, if you want to win, all you got to do is tell these guys, hey, by the way, every game we win, if we win this game, it moves all our picks back at in each round. And that could be the difference between you keeping your job and not keeping your job, right? Kyler Murray has been playing you know, his, his ass off for that exact reason because he knows that the closer the Cardinals are to that top pick, the, the more likely it was for them to lose a job. Now he's been reassured that he's going to keep the job. Right. And they're trying to build a winning culture. So that's the other one from this group of meaningless teams. The Cardinals had no reason to go out and play as hard as they did last week because they were already eliminated and they looked great and they beat the Eagles. I can see the Cardinals coming out this week again and saying, hey, you know what? We're building a winning culture. We're going to pull. We're going to do what the Lions did in Dan Campbell's first season and and end the season on winning note. Right. So I got I don't mind starting Cardinals here. Definitely like Michael Wilson. People are going to be off him. He's playing a ton of snaps. Uh, so, yeah, George. I mean. Dorch, uh, super deep dart throw if they want to rest McBride a little bit. Elijah Higgins, uh, converted wide receiver who went to Stanford. He actually got some some snaps last week, but I'm probably not going to go there. But, yeah, I mean, you got to look around and say, who's going to start, guys? Who's going to not? 
for guys well, did that you, I did you see the cover? Did you see the cover of the watch list this week? I have not checked it out. No, who is oh, on the cover of the watch list? James Connor. James, he was dude, he looked amazing. He looked Carved amazing up. last week. Dude. I heard his post-game interview, and you know, aside from all the yay god stuff that he was throwing out there, like this means a lot to him. And he wants mm-hmm. to finish the season on a high note. Jonathan Gannon wants his team to finish off on a high note. And Seattle is so bad against the run. Like, how do you not just say, you know what? All right, let's just let's just empty the chamber here on James Connor and just let him just boom, 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 boom the entire time and wear him down. I'm in. I'm in. There are a few guys that from this group that I'm out on. Anybody that has any sort of injury concerns, this is where those guys do not go hard. So uh, number one for me is Darren Waller. He has played. He has not played more than sixty percent of the snaps since he's been back. I don't even if, know who he is anymore. <laughs> I know, and just for them to go out in a meaningless game or borderline meaningless here and get him hurt, he he's talked about how these hamstring issues he has are like super deep seated and possibly like you know like stuff that he's going to deal with for the rest of his life. For him to go out and get hurt in this game makes no sense. Cole Komet makes no sense right uh you know there's the chargers no reason to start keenan allen no reason to start josh palmer like you can you can take that to the bank what i wanted to ask you about howard of this group that i can't decide which way it's going to go and maybe that means we stay away from both of them is the titans with the running backs because on one hand you had got this young running back tajay spears and we say hey you know what maybe get the young guy some looks on the other hand this might be derrick henry's last game with the Tennessee Titans. And maybe they just say, Hey, you know what? Last time out, let's go out with a bang. So I don't know which, if you had to, if you had to guess the direction, what are you thinking on that? I am very much more on the mindset of Tajay Spears being the guy here. I think that, you know, I mean, Henry's been great and everything, but I mean, this whole year has been, we've seen it kind of fizzle out. I don't really, I don't really feel like the the Titans are going to be that sentimental about, you know, Derrick Henry when you've got a guy like Tajay Spears where, again, it's much more important to see how Tajay Spears, what if, you know, can I see Tajay Spears handle an entire workload by himself against a, a typically decent run defense like the Jaguars? Let's, they've got everything to play for. We don't. Let's see what happens here. You know, let's, let's, you know, push it for Tajay Spears. I think I think Tennessee's very much ready to just you know. I, I think when when he when he showed up and he and he ran for like thirteen yards on sixteen carries against Houston, it wasn't even that like, good, Howard. Before- it wasn't even that good. It was <laughs> it was it was nine nine yards on sixteen carries and then one yard on four receptions for a grand total of twenty touches for ten yards. Gross. So, so bad. So I, th- I, I think, think I think they're just like, yeah, listen, this this has been great. Yeah. You know what? We gave you some touchdown passes this year. That's your parting gift. You know what? We'll give you we'll give you a Rolex at the end of it all. See you later. Yeah. Okay, I'm with you on that. Uh, another one that I think will probably be a popular pick, but uh, I don't see why the Bengals have any reason to run Joe Mixon into the ground. So what a great opportunity to uh, flash a little bit of that Chase Brown in a in a game where the Browns are going to be benching everybody 
right? Yeah. Uh, you know, so potentially some defensive players. I don't see why Miles Garrett is Miles Garrett chasing any milestones still. I think he's he's probably got defensive player of the year locked up. So he's probably not going to go. Some of those guys might not go. Why not see a little Chase Brown action here? So yeah, I, Chase I don't Brown mind Chase Brown. Good. That's, I like that call. I definitely yeah. like that call. I think that's uh that's it's a way to go. Um, I'm trying to think of uh anybody else who is he is he a band of Canada? I'm looking around. Uh, Kevin the chat mentioned uh, Pierre Strong, which is kind of interesting because if you're benching the starters, uh, no, that's a Rudolph with your nose so bright. Uh, <laughs> Pierre Strong, he, I mean, you look at the depth chart. There's only three guys on it, and they use Jerome Ford. They use Kareem Hunt. If you're going to go to the backup, this is the guy. So I don't know. He's uh, crazy fast. 99th percentile speed for this player. Uh, you know, four, four, two, I think it was something like that. So who knows? He could break off a big one. Britt Flynn says that we're, uh, we're ruining her matchup previews. Are we ruining them or are we hyping them up? Like, come on. Everybody knows that Britt's weekly previews are, are where it's all at. We know that you got, you got Kev's target report. You got Britt's weekly matchup report. We get it. We're just hyping this shit up. How many times do we have to, uh, you know, yeah, Come get on. fired up, dude. It's week 18, dude. It's, it's week 18, is, baby. You I think is you'll never get more crazy and interesting narratives than, than week 18, right? I guess you know it's week one and week 18 where you get the craziness. I uh, feel like I'm taking crazy pills. <laughs> that's exactly right. Uh you know, is there anyone else? Uh, you know, I know we 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 didn't really hit on it. Is there what are your thoughts on starting backups for the teams that are benching all the starters? I usually don't love it, but I know you you you're in on Elijah Mitchell, right? To Who some is? Degree. Uh, I, I'm I'm starting to pivot away from him already. I just saw a report saying that Jordan Mason could be the, uh, the lead back, which means that you know Kyle Shanahan's like, listen, Mitchell's my go-to, you know, backup, and he's injury prone. So let me give Jordan Mason all the looks here. And you know what? In this matchup against the Rams, yeah, I, I, I don't mind I don't mind that at all. I, I think that that's probably a, a decent spot to be in. Right. And I worry, and I talked about this on the show before with John. We John and I every once in a while get a little snippy with each other, about once a show minimum. Uh, and on this one, we <laughs> that just smacked you in the, the mouth. Really? On, I thought I was the only one that you got snippy with. You get snippy with John uh, on on Thursday. And Dunn had to pop in the chat and say, I forget what she said, but she made us sound like toddlers. She was like, quit bickering or whatever. What, what were you guys arguing about? I don't even remember. We were arguing about DFS on who, like, we were doing a showdown DFS Thursday night matchup and we were just arguing and early on the show before we were arguing about this because he likes elijah mitchell and i was saying you know i was like the thing that we like about elijah mitchell is that when the starter's out he gets to run behind uh the starters trent williams and kyle Uschek. if those guys aren't going to play the whole game then what's the appeal that's the concern for me so i'm pivoting away uh, me and John got a little snippy on that though, but you know. <laughs> oh, week eighteen, week eighteen arguments, dude. That escalated quickly. Well, usually because I I thought that you know I was like you know I was like well you you sometimes get a little snippy with me when I try to like hustle you along from stop talking about this fourth string tight end that nobody cares about for dynasty purposes when we're talking about the upcoming DFS slate. Oh, I got the deepest cut tight end you could possibly. <laughs> 
See, Bingo, like, that just went right <laughs> over your head. You're like, I don't care. Olay. That was go. just an invite that you just, instead of, instead of trying to teach me a lesson about not doing that, you actually just invited me to bring up the deepest deep cut tight end that currently has not played a game all year and might not even be activated this week. But here's the play hard. Quit boring, want- everyone. <laughs> Isaiah Gathings, Isaiah with a Z, is a tight end that used to play wide receiver, converted to tight end, was signed to the Chiefs practice squad a couple weeks ago. And if they bench Travis Kelsey, people don't realize that Noah Gray still plays like 60% of the snaps. He's a quote-unquote starter for this team. He might also be benched. They might call this kid up, and then it's Blake Bell and Isaiah Gathings this is a guy that it will be, if you start him at DFS, it will be you and me, and that's it, starting this guy. So if he <laughs> scores, if he scores, that will be fun. He's he's 6'3". Howard, listen to this, ready? He's 6'3", 220, right? So I'm like, nice, he's a wide receiver. I went and looked it up. I was like, is this guy fast? Like, what's his 40 time? He's a wide receiver. Hey, Howard, he runs a four, like seven something. So... <laughs> Oh, he's fast. Oh, no, he's okay. not. No, he's not fast. He's not fast. It's the opposite. He runs. Yeah, he runs for even. He runs like a seventh percentile forty time for wide receivers. I wonder why he had to convert to tight end in the NFL. It's so weird. So it's like you know in Space Jam when uh, uh, oh Newman's character from Seinfeld gets on the court and he's like, he's like, I may not be tall, but I'm slow. That's that's me. <laughs> <laughs> That's Isaiah Gathings. But I'll tell you what, if if he's the only show in town, we're going to make a lineup with him for sure. There you go. If the only show in town. Yeah, so I did manage to talk about a fourth, not even fifth string tight end for four minutes just now. Howard. Boring. Shut up, Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, man, because you know what? We had some time to kill anyway. Um, yes, we've already said John, uh, Jonathan Mar- Reardon in the, uh, in the chat. We talked about Devontae Adams and Zamir White. We're we're very, I'm very much in on the uh, on the Las Vegas Raiders this week. You nailed uh, it, buddy. I, I think that they are. I think Antonio Pierce and the entire team are just looking to show what they can do together uh, here, so that way everybody just stays around and maybe just maybe it lures in more free agents. But that's gonna do it for us here on the show today. We thank everybody for tuning in, for subscribing, for your comments in the chat, everybody out there. Um, we absolutely love and appreciate each and every one of you. So, uh, we'll be back here again tomorrow. Again, I've got the DFS watch list up. Coop's got his full weekly rankings, his tight end yin yang rankings. He's got the snap count article coming. He's going to have an incentive and milestones article coming, uh, all out before the Saturday games. Remember no Thursday night game. So free and clear. We can kind of take our time a little bit as we, uh, as we move through it all. But that's going to do it for us here on Alarm Fantasy Football. Big thank you to Brian Burns, our illustrious producer. And uh, uh-oh, Britt Flint saying, Tyreek's house caught on fire. Huh. Let's pour one out for Lisa Lefty as, uh, as we get news like that. We'll see what happened on that one there. Thank you for the update there, Britt. In the meantime, I'm Howard Bender. He's Andrew Cooper. This has been Alarm Fantasy Football, and we'll catch you next time. Adios, turd nuggets. <laughs> <laughs>